At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Walkie Talkies is a presentation of IHAR Radio and the College Athletes Network. Hey, Mo! What's up, Walkie Talkies? Welcome back to Walkie Talkies Podcast on the College Athletes Network, featured on iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Noah Bono, and this is episode nine of the podcast. Now, our first two orders of business is to one, make sure you are subscribed to Walkie Talkies Podcast so you don't miss any of this greatness, and two, leaving the show review a star, a comment to help us out. It is always appreciated. Now, this intro will be very brief because I want to get right into the interview, but not without the proper introduction for our guest. Today's guest is Michaela Simmons, a former walk-on for the Duquesne University women's basketball team from 2018 to 2020. Now, Mac's journey as a walk-on will be different than any of the others that we have had on so far. And to put it simply, her experience was hot garbage and a major struggle. Her coaches treated her with no respect, and they played games with her the entire time she was on the team. It was honestly just weird to hear that these kind of things even took place um, in Mac's situation, uh, and that older, grown, quote-unquote, professional adults would treat a young kid the way they treated her. Um, So we essentially get through all of the negatives and the struggles she endured 
and turn it into the present moment and how she was able to power through all of it and translate the same energy and passion that she was putting into basketball into other endeavors. And let me just lastly say this. These are the kind of stories that I had expected to hear more of when I started this podcast. Not that I was seeking out only stories like this, but my own experiences and bias led me to think that all walk-on journeys were more like the one we're about to hear than the ones that we have been hearing. So Max shines light on the not-so-pretty experience that she had as a walk-on, but more importantly throughout the episode shows off her intelligence, her strength, her courage, and her perseverance, and I'm grateful for her opening up about exactly what her journey really was. So here goes my full conversation with former Duquesne women's basketball walk-on, Michaela Simmons. From the jump, we'll start it off with how your walk-on spot at Duquesne came about. Were you preferred, not preferred? How did your whole opportunity to be a part of the Duquesne women's basketball team come about for you? Yeah, so I mean, what was really happening um, was that I had tore my ACL um, right before my senior season of high school. So I was like an unsigned senior type thing. Um, I kept emailing schools, trying to see if anyone had a spot for me. And I kept getting a lot of no's. I had some yeses. It just really depend on people's like last minute decisions. Um, but I did have a teacher in high school that ended up going to school um, with my head coach here. And she was like, you know, take a look at this school. You know, you want to do physical therapy, you know, just give it a try. See, see what he says. So I had been contacting him, emailing like the staff, you know, sending them some videos I had, everything like that uh, to see if they had some space. Um, And I actually hadn't, I started doing that back in, I think I had been doing that since maybe September or October of my senior year. And I didn't hear anything back from them until maybe, maybe March, maybe April. I, one of those, like I, I was pretty much about to graduate in like a couple weeks at that point. Um, And I ended up getting on the, um, on the phone with him, the head coach. And he was just like, Hey, well uh, maybe we have space for you to come up um maybe we don't he was like maybe you should just come and be a manager and then as the year progresses we can see kind of where we where we're at with that um so that's kind of what how it happened um so throughout the summer I was still practicing and everything like that because I didn't know if I would be getting an opportunity or not but I just want to kind of stay ready and then I got a call later that summer like a couple weeks before I'm supposed to be moving into Duquesne because I decided on Duquesne for academic reasons. And he's like, Hey, yeah, go and get your sickle cell test, go and get everything you need. And then when you get here, you can get your tryout. Cause like we have space. So then I got here, we had the tryout. It was like maybe like a month and a half long of practicing, um, lifting, doing the extra conditioning. Um, it was a pretty extensive tryout process to be completely honest with you, but yeah. And then I think the first day of like official practice, he let me know that I had made the team. I had already done the, the team photo media day. So I'd, I'd, I had done all of that without even knowing if I was going to be officially on the team. So, so you had a, you had a month long tryout. It was over. Months, two, it was over months. a yeah, month. Yeah. The whole, the whole preseason. I mean, is all September, October. So September, October. And he, he never, never let you know, like you're on the team or you're like, he just like, in, Okay. Yeah, Continue. we we got to we got to media day. We got to media day, and I I was like, do I come? Like, do I? What am I doing? And they're like, yeah, we we put a jersey out for you. You know, you're you're doing media day. Like, you're taking a team picture. You're taking your own pictures. And I'm like, nobody's even told me if I'm on the team. I didn't find that out until like a couple weeks later, minimum. But you you couldn't imply that you were on the team. 
based on like that stuff, like, Hey, you're going to be in the team picture. You have a Jersey. You're going to get your own media day picture. There was no like implication in your head of like, I'm definitely on this team. Cause they were what making it seem like off the court that you maybe still wouldn't be on the team. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to go ahead and make that assumption. Like you wouldn't have me in the team picture. If I wasn't going to be on the team, I wanted to go ahead and assume that. Um, but they were also kind of telling me off the court, like, well, you're still technically trying out. We don't know. Like we still, um, you're still in a tryout. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that was just their way of just making sure that I was continuing to work hard or I, I'm not really sure where that came from, but yeah, I didn't find out until late. So, so they were weird from the jump, like not hitting you back until March and then not letting you know. I mean, you had, you had willingly decided to go to Duquesne with no guarantee that you'd even get on get on the team or even get a tryout until he hit you back like close to when you were moving in right so yeah. there was it was weird from the jump like they they it, you got weird vibes from the moment you got in touch with these like people. i like i should have known but it's like right, right yeah no it was it was definitely um i've i felt like i kind of was a little bit desperate to get to duquesne just because that's really where i wanted to be for school um, because with the program element, I would have been able to save a year, save a lot of money. And then it's a great program to be in. So I was like, I know this is where I want to be and I know I can play here. So like, let's just make two and two add up, you know what I'm saying? But so I think in the middle of kind of like my desperation and just really trying to get here, I definitely overlooked kind of like what they were was just early, early warning signs of like, kind of what I would be experiencing for the next couple of years, you know? Yeah. So Rocky start, and then you spent three years in the program. And then this past season, 2021, 2022, you stepped away from the team. Um, would you say that it was Rocky like your whole time throughout it? I mean, it started Rocky. It was started. I would say it started weird more than it started Rocky. Like that's just weird to not let you know. But from that point on, like it was, it was a Rocky three years. It wasn't what you expected it to be at all. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I want to say some parts were some parts of it were amazing. I mean, like, just being with the team, some of the things I got to experience, like, the girls I got to meet, like, some parts, seriously, I wouldn't trade it in for the world. Um, but then there were other parts, the vast majority of it um, was really a struggle. It was like a never ending kind of loop of just, hey, like, trying to get an opportunity, not really understanding why I wasn't getting an opportunity, you know, trying to have honest conversations with my staff, but I felt like I was being like led on. And I feel like there was no honesty there. Um, Cause I'm the type of person, if you would just honestly told me what it was, I would have been able to swallow that and, you know, and deal with that. But um, I felt like I was kind of being led on in a way that was just like, you were trying to keep me around. You didn't want to tell me something that might make me want to leave. So you just kept stringing me along. And that really wasn't, well, that was definitely more prominent um, that third year. Um, that's really what pushed me to try to leave. So I just don't understand why they would like lead you on in that sense and not really formulate any sort of relationship or honesty or like any sort of camaraderie with you, like, you know, put you on the team and then it just be just be weird. Like I'm going to keep saying this whole episode, like just weird behavior from adults. 
strange behavior from people that like, that are definitely mature adults like that entire third year like first year I was a redshirt freshman I knew I wasn't playing anyways I had a lot to learn I had a lot to get adjusted to and it's like practice was was hard because there um there was also another coach who would who would pull me out of drills and pull me out of practice so I was barely even practicing my freshman year, which is like, you would think I'm a redshirt freshman. I can't play in games anyways. You would think that's an opportunity for me to develop some more and practice and everything like that. That wasn't the case. I was certified cheerleading. Like, yeah. How many people were on the roster that year? I want to say maybe 13, 14. Okay. The reason I ask is because it's like, if you have more than 15 people, you only get 13 scholarships and those last two spots normally are for walk-ons. So it's like, you have three teams of five when you have 15 girls on your team. But if you don't even have the full amount of scholarships or you do, and you're the 14th person on the team, like there's enough space for you to be getting some reps. And I'm, I'm only saying this because like part of me understands why like a, a red shirt freshman walk on would not get any burn in practice. Cause like the coach is just like, I don't care about you. I, you know, not that I don't care about you, but like, I got to focus on these people. It is what it is. You'll have your time. And that wasn't the case for you at all. But I, I just think it's weird that like not enough, not overwhelming number of people where you couldn't get reps. Like you could have easily been sub for a team at the very least. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, I had tried to have conversations with them uh, throughout the next couple of years. Um, and really once I got to my second year, I was able to get way more active in practice. And I was, uh, I was pretty much, you know, like practice squad, you know, scout team, which I was fine with because I was really able to like get in the flow of things and really show what I can do. But in a way it kind of played against me because once I figured like, once I could show them what I could really do, um, and where I was at, that I would actually get an opportunity to start practicing in the context of like being in the rotation and like actually looking at me and seeing if I would fit in what you want, in like the context of a game, you know, but I, I actually ended up just kind of getting like a little bit discouraged because I'm like, OK, I'm doing great now. I'm doing I'm doing what I need to be doing, but I'm also not seeing like the opportunity to get involved in a way that can have me in like rotation. So my biggest struggle throughout the past few years was like, I wasn't even given the opportunity to, to really practice on, on, in like the rotation that will, you know, you would look at to then make decisions about who would play in the game. Right. You know, so I knew I wasn't getting in the game for sure. Cause I'm like, I'm not even getting in the rotations and, and practice. But, you know, that's really what I wanted was just the opportunity. And, you know, when I have that opportunity, I'll, I'll do with it what I what I can and let the chips fall where they may. But I, I just wasn't given that. I hate it. <laughs> um, nah, seriously, though. So let's let's do like a little rundown of, you know, how you'd explain um, like your day to day as a, a walk on for the Duquesne women's basketball team, like a day to day basis the way you felt walking into that gym every day, knowing there was no opportunity, knowing you could, you know, work as hard as you want to work, but you were going to still have all these adult coaches not talk to you, not respect you, not have any sort of, you know, inclination to have a relationship with you. Like every single day, what, what, what was it like walking through there? Man, I think um, I would start out, I was the first person in the gym for all of our practices for all three years. So I showed up to every single practice an hour early, just because that's how I like to do things. Like it helped me mentally prepare, whatever, you know, I just like, I like doing it. 
Um, and when I would be there, uh, some of the coaches would come in and they would see me like putting shots up and, you know, just trying to get some reps in and they would just sit down and like, just talk to each other or like watch and like, they wouldn't say anything. And then like 30 minutes after me, my other teammate would come in and, you know, she'll grab a ball and start shooting. And then, you know, they're like, rebounding for her and talking to her and I'm like okay so this is how it's starting but then you know we'd get to practice and I just kind of feel like okay I know I'm gonna work hard because I'm not gonna come here and waste my time you know and I'm I respect my teammates so much I'm like yeah the situation isn't what I'd want it to be but we're all doing this so you know I'm gonna give it 100% but it was just so uh it was challenging like just knowing that, yeah, I'm going to dive on the floor. I'm going to hit shots. I'm going to do great things and still never see the court. And you- like, it would have been different if like I had had that open and honest communication from them and had that like true expectation going forward. But they were telling me in the huddle every couple weeks, Hey, like, you're going to, you're going to play in this game, be ready. Like, and this is in front of like a team huddle, like just, often (laughs) so i'm just like wow it's stuff like that i i couldn't deal with like telling you what what were they telling you in a team huddle in the team huddle they'd be like hey mac you did a great job today you need to be ready for tomorrow's game we're gonna have you come in blah 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 and this would be in the middle um all throughout last season this was happening throughout the entire season it happened at least once a week head coach head coach Mm. again weird strange because that's weird that i I'm, i gotta find another synonym for weird because like it's just getting really weird like well, it's the only way to explain it it's just weird behavior it's upsetting it's it's what the hell why are you playing with me like you're literally toying with my my yeah. emotions my goals my aspirations my yeah. work like you're every little thing that you do he's fucking with you like, yeah no i mean i'm talking the the dude would come to me it wasn't even just uh, in huddles before games sometimes it would be when we're warming up for the game I'm warming up for the game and my mans would come and pull me to the side and be like Max stay ready for today like I'm I'm putting you in in the blah blah (laughs) 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 what do you call that what do you call that and then of course now I'm like like I'm trying not to keep my hopes up you know, and like stay kind of realistic because I don't want to get crushed. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. want to get, you know, I don't want to get burned like that. But I would have to also try to be expecting it so that I can be ready and get in and not fold, you know? So yeah, then I yeah. wouldn't, obviously. So now I'm just sad. <laughs> so it's just, Man. yeah. How, um, like if he's saying those kind of things to you in front of the team, like, and this is a question in regards to, I guess, the whole staff, like, what is your relationship with them outside of the huddle, you know, on the court in practice or like in the office, on the road trips, team meals? Like, what is the vibe with you and the coaches? They don't come and rebound for you while they see you there an hour early putting in work. Not sure if they say anything to you in those moments or like any instructive coaching tips like a coach would, you know, normally do. Like, what is your vibe with them outside of those ridiculously weird, obnoxious bullshit comments that you were getting that were not true? So long, long winded question. But yeah, what is that? What's that vibe? Honestly, is love hate. And honestly, I feel like nine times out of 10, it's it's not not love. But it's just like we've had moments um, to where it's like I don't necessarily dislike these people at their core 
Like, I feel like the way they go about things in the basketball context and like the team context, leadership context, I, I can't get behind. I don't, I, for the life of me, I can't understand why you would expect a certain culture, but then treat your, your players that way. But then when it comes to them as people, you know, like, especially for my head coach, it's, it's definitely love hate. Cause I'm like, well, you know, he was still the only coach to really take a chance on me and give me a spot you know, and give me uh, a place for me to call it a home and a team, right. You know, let me travel, even though I, I, he knew, I guess, apparently he knew, he knew I wasn't playing still brought me on the trips, you know? So it's, it's weird. I wouldn't say I have a relationship with them because I was pretty much just for three years, really just trying to get inside their head and understand what was going on. And all it was, was just a lot of lies. So in general, I don't really have like a trust for them. There is no trust in our relationship. Um, I feel like in general, when, when I do think about them, I'm just kind of like, mm, like I'm very hesitant just because I felt like they were being very manipulative. But I, you know, I'd be completely dishonest if I were to just sit here and act like they didn't have any any good qualities as well. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to be appreciative of like him giving you a spot and, and all that, but it's like there's contingencies when you get a spot on a team, regardless of if you're given a scholarship or you're paying your way, like to treat a human being with respect. And, you know, literally like that's the main thing is just like being respectful. And like, it's not a hard thing to do. If you're doing it, if you're respecting 13 other women and the staff, why can't you just add one more person to the list? I mean, so I don't know. It's really bizarre and it's unfortunate for you. Um, So to me, it feels like, what it was personal or it was like you should be lucky and just happy to be here and not ask for shit else like yeah kind of thing and if that's the case like i mean yeah you can look at it as like a okay yeah i am really grateful and happy to be here however like if i'm here there's got to be some purpose for me to be here like i i'm a competitor i'm a basketball player i have goals i have a life i am a human being like i want to do a bunch of shit like And if you're putting a cap on my head and telling me like, this is as far as I can go and as high as I can jump without even letting me stand up off the couch, what the hell are we doing here? So what I mean is like, I don't know if they had a vendetta against you. I don't know if it was personal. I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you think that that blatant treatment was coming off like that? I think for some of the coaching staff, it was. And, and here's why, because I feel like, Um, my head coach was also a walk on. And every time I had like tried to have a conversation about how things were going, you know, I tried to be, you know, reason with them, like, listen, this isn't making sense. You know why I'm not receiving an opportunity, you know, like, and every single conversation that I've ever had with him, he's kind of circled it back to like, well, you know, I was a walk on for this school you know in like west virginia or something and i'm like this that this isn't you you're like 40 i don't even know you know what i'm saying like times have times have changed i'm my own player you know i'm not you you know and and i'm doing great right i I can't speak for how you were doing when you were trying to walk on or whatever but the way i'm playing right now i definitely deserve just a shot to practice you know what I'm saying? So I think to an extent, I think it was I, I don't want to use the word personal because I'm not sure if he meant it with any type of like 
ill intent, but I definitely believe that he was projecting his own experiences on, onto, onto my own. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I remember the first time I ever met him, I had no idea who he was. He kind of just comes up to me. He's like, Hey, you're the new walk on on the team. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Noah Bono. Like, and he was just like, he was like, Oh, that's great. Like, don't ever give up on yourself. Like, don't ever stop believing in yourself. I was a walk on too. like, you can do anything you put your mind to like, you know, something along the lines of that cliche shit. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't even know who that guy is. I had no idea he was the women's coach. And I was like, that was great. Like really motivating, inspiring, like, <laughs> like great words of encouragement. <laughs> and then, yeah. You know, I've had conversations with you and I'm like, oh, wait, like he's, <laughs> you know, he don't yeah. mean any of that shit. Yeah. Everything is just so weird. Okay. So let's, let's keep on the negatives before we get into the positives, I guess, since that's what we're on. Let's, let's go with what's the worst thing that happened to you during your time there. If it's more than one, feel free to rattle it off, but worst thing, hardest thing, what do you got? Oh man, there's one, one incident in a particular and when I was a freshman, and I, as you recall, I had not really been practicing that whole year. It was really just strictly sidelines, you know, maybe the drills in the beginning of practice for like the first 15 minutes, um, just like shooting drills, ball handling drills, just stuff like that. But we also, there would be like a part of practice where we can just run through our sets. Um, and I was like, man, like I really, I would love to get involved with that because I had come in the fall. So I wasn't there for the summer when they had put them in. Um, so I was like, you know, like I would, I would love to get in and like, kind of like practice these, um, run through the sets, show, show them. I know the sets. So I would go and a few of my teammates, uh, would help stay after practice with me. And like, we would run through the plays and everything. And then when we would like run through them in practice, I would like sub in so that I can, you know, start, start, uh, running through the plays and everything with the team. And, uh, one of my coaches would just pull me, pull me right back out. And he'd be like, well, you don't know the plays. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I just stayed after like an extra hour with my teammates to run through the plays. Like, I, I know the plays, but, you know, um, I was like, I guess I have to figure out a way to show him that I, I know the plays. So uh, one day after film, it was like a few days after that, um, I went up to him after film and I'm like, hey, coach, like, uh, is it OK if like we spend like 20 minutes one of these days, like just going over our plays just so that we're both on the same page about the plays. Cause like, I want you to be confident that I know the plays this man's fully screams at me. He's cussing me out. He's like, it's December and you're, you're coming to me talking about plays, blah, blah, blah. Just full on cussing me out. He's screaming and it's only me and him in the film room. And then one of my uh, GAs, the GA like heard all of it. And then after he was done yelling, I just went to the locker room. I was just like trying to get myself together because mind you, I'm like a baby. I'm like a freshman, you know, so I'm just like, I don't even know what's happening. Like right. I handled that the best I could and it just blew up in my face. I don't even know what to make of that. Like mm -hmm. what? So my GA comes down uh, to the locker room and she's like, hey, like, let's go through the plays um, on paper. You write them out. We'll take our time, write them out, show them to them. Um, and, and that way you can show them that, you know, the plays and you can start getting more involved in practice. I said, bet next day we spend at least two hours going through all of our play sets, writing them all out. They're looking beautiful next day before uh, the team leaves for a trip. I go up to him and I I'm like, Hey, like I drew out all of our plays. Okay. And like, I would really appreciate it if maybe on the bus, you just look them over and let me know if, if they're like, correct. 
I just want you to, to see them. Man's turns, he's like, okay, cool. Takes the papers later down the hall, just throws them away. And then I find out a couple months later that this whole time, this whole thing about me knowing the plays, everything, it turns out that he had a video put together of all the play sets and he had printouts, printed out copies of the plays that I, he just never let me know about. I, I never saw him. He never let me touch him. I didn't know they existed, but yet he claimed that the only reason that I wasn't involved in practice was because I didn't know the plays yet. He had those resources the entire time. He even gave them to other people on the team. That was the worst. Yeah. That sounds like it would be the worst. I, I only, I'm, I can only think of two words right now and it's fuck him. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that is yeah. ridiculous. Um, like I, there's only so much rationalizing I can do for head coaches when they like treat, you know, their players who are on the bottom of the roster a certain way. But when it comes to like a player trying to, you know, watch film and get better or learn the plays and, you know, be knowledgeable about the coach's system and they're putting a literal barrier up to even allow you to do that. Like I've never even heard you're sitting here saying that you were, you drew, drew the plays up and handed him a playbook like of his plays. And I'm like, what the hell? Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's um, wild. It's, it's wild. crazy. I, I can't believe that that was even something you had to do. Like I, I, and then it, it still backfired on you. And I couldn't relate more to being 19 and asking like such a simple question. And then like, you're getting cursed out and screamed at and you're yeah. 19 and you're like petrified and uncomfortable. And then you want to like cry and you're upset yeah. and you're like, what did I <laughs> yeah. do wrong, dude? I was just yeah. asking you a fucking question, man. I, I, I hate that you had to experience that side of it. Um, unfortunately, some of us do uh, a lot of the walk-ons that I have talked to oddly enough, which is not what I expected, you know, haven't. And there's been a couple with like some, some like iffy stories where I'm like, Ooh, like, yeah, that's cause you're a walk on. That makes sense. Like, right. And then you come with this and like, you know, this is 10 out of 10 worse shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it to make you feel bad either. I hope it, I hope you're not taking it that way because like, nah. you know, I know you're not, but it's just like a, it sucks. It sucks that you had to experience that and like push yourself through that. I mean, so Okay, everybody, hang tight. Directly after this break, Mac tells us about her mental state and what all of these things did to her mental health. Stay with us. We'll be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. 
So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Walkie Talkie's podcast on the College Athletes Network featured on iHeartRadio. Now let's bring back in former Duquesne University women's basketball walk-on Michaela Simmons. So these things happen to you. And like I said, we're young, we're petrified, we're scared. Like what did that do to your mental, like your mental health? What, what helped you get through that? Like where were you at? That's why I said in the beginning, what was your day-to-day like going in there? But ultimately, what did it do to your mental? Like where the hell was your head at on a day-to-day basis? Like how were you feeling? I mean, I'll, I'll be like, if I can level with you, like, like that was the worst that my mental state's been in, in my life. And I think it was because of several different things. I mean, I was already a walk on, like you already know about like that stigma and like that, that stereotype um, of already being treated kind of like you're less than, or like being seen, like you're not as important. You like don't have as much value. Like, but the fact that it was kind of taken to the extreme in this program really just didn't help either. And I had already kind of like basketball was my identity. It was a pretty sharp contrast from what I had been experiencing in high school. You know, like I just felt pretty worthless, like every single day. And then I would try to compensate for it by like being in the gym until like one or 2 a.m., barely getting any sleep. Then my grades started dropping. You know, things just really started to snowball. And it, it was just, I really can't describe what that was like other than it just being extremely hard every single day. Like, I definitely want to cry going to practice. I want to cry coming back from practice. I'd want to cry in practice. You know, like it was, it was like, It was a lot to deal with every single day because I felt like, you know, like there's just a certain type of like disparity you feel when it's, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. You're doing all you can already. And that's just the situation. So getting out of that, though, I think probably the first step to that was when I connected more with my teammates. So as the year went on that first year, 
getting connected um, and, and building some like real good relationships with my teammates. That was kind of like the first step, uh, just because it allowed me to see more from the situation. Like I could focus less on like how unhappy I was and I could just kind of gravitate towards what I was a little grateful for. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the situation is like hot ass right now. It's like not okay, <laughs> but it's like, but there's also some good parts. Like then the next year I had uh, roomed with the other walk on who's like my best friend now. And it's like, if we had not been rooming together, I wouldn't have even lasted a couple more years. Like that was just, just to have someone who I saw every day. That's just like, at the end of the day, we could just recap and like, we could talk about these things. And it's like, she gets it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so it's really relationships that just really carried me through that. I felt like I was insane. Like, yeah. For, for almost all of it, because I'm just like, man, like, am I, am I just really, really bad? Or is it like, it's like people had to, I was really relying on other people's like, you know, like, I guess, validating my experience. Um, mm -hmm. Because every time I would talk to the staff about it, you know, it, it was like, they made me feel like I was crazy or that it wasn't even happening. You know, so then I felt in like clinically insane. It was it was it was a lot. It was a lot mentally. I definitely um, I learned a lot about myself during that time. But it, I learned from hitting like a rock bottom. Yeah. And it sucks that you had to even get to that point at such a young age too, like 19, 20, 21. They're putting you through shit like that. Was the other walk on getting similar treatment while that was all going on? Um, I think it. I think it was similar. Yeah, I would say okay. it's similar, especially in terms of like not really getting a shot at, right. at, you know, getting into rotation and stuff. We were, we were pretty much in the same boat. I just, you know, especially like being in 2022 and like, you know, how important mental health has become like to the public, which is a good thing because like, you know, we went generation after generation of just people literally neglecting their depression, their anxiety, their paranoia, like just totally just being like, yeah, well, I mean, nobody's going to feel bad for me. Right. And now we're at this point where like, you know, someone going through what you went through that made you feel the way you feel like it was a detriment to you, not only mentally, but because mentally, like it fucked up probably the rest of your everyday life. Like yeah. you just said, you wanted to go to basketball, a game you love and cry on the court. Yeah, that's wrong. That's not your fault, but that's wrong. Like, yeah, like that's a crazy, crazy combo for me, because like if you look at it, like it's literally just basketball. It's a game. It's a children's game. You start playing it game. as a child yeah. and all of a sudden, yes, it, the stakes get higher. It gets more serious. Money gets involved, like politics become a thing. The X's and O's get more in depth, but it's still a fucking it's still that same child's game. Still, yeah. it's still that same game that we're like sure we should obsess over and we should want to be masters at and and you know win championships all that but at the same time like you know if you got people in your program that are feeling the way you were feeling like and you still don't care i don't know i just like can't wrap my head around that at all yeah. it's kind of stumping me a little bit um cuz i've experienced like very similar things like to to the same degree that you have different right. ways but like very very similar uh my first two years that i had no idea were even a thing and that's why I can fully relate to you. Um, yeah. 
on a particular scale of like, I rode that exact wave that you rode. Like that yeah. wave beat the shit out of us. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> properly. yo. like, yeah, like it was just, you know, it's just sometimes you don't even like have the words to really describe to people how hard it is mentally, just because for starters of how, how much of your day is consumed by it. Like everything. How much of your day and your year. Like it's, it's damn near half your year to almost, you know, maybe three quarters of you spend your summer up there too. Like, yeah. And it's, it's like not optional. There is no running away from it. I, I can't storm out of practice or miss. I can't miss practice. I won't be on a roster in, in two weeks. It's right. like, nah, that it won't even fly. It's just like having to like hold yourself to such a high standard, having to like exceed expectations just to, beyond maybe like maybe the same uh you know level of respect as everyone else you know it's that in itself is exhausting man okay one more break but you've made it this far so stay with us to hear the bright side of all of this and what's come out of all of it for mac really awesome stuff from her so stay put we'll be right back at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER And we're back. This is Walkie Talkies Podcast here for the home stretch. Let's bring back in our guest, Michaela Simmons. Okay, so let's flip it to 
you know, I know it was hard and it was crazy and it was sad, but let's flip it to the bright side of what do like these experiences and that hitting rock bottom at such a young age too. like you're, we're all in that phase of like turning into young adults, exiting childhood, entering early adulthood, like right at that transitional point for you, what did it do for you to be where you're currently at? Yeah. I mean, I think the most important thing it did for me um, was it, it, it really taught me how to believe in myself. Like through all of this, up until this point, I had really just been relying on other people's kind of perspectives, opinions of me, you know, like, yeah, you're a great basketball player. Yeah. You're whatever, you know? And like, because I felt validated that that was what was carrying me through a lot of um, situations because I hadn't even really developed like that belief in myself for myself yet. Um, and then I got here and there was no more validation. There was no more crowd. There was no more. Uh, I didn't have a, a coach that was, you know, investing into me, even talking to me or coaching me, you know, so that that was kind of stripped away from me. I felt like kind of like the rug was pulled out from underneath me. But, you know, through a long process, I really had to learn to just believe in myself, like just for me alone. Like I don't it's to the point like right now, I really couldn't give a damn if you didn't believe in what I was doing. I don't care. I really don't. Like if I believe it is really raps is really raps. And like you already know, we got the work ethic. We're literally bred for that. We wouldn't even have the opportunity to walk ons if our work ethic was some cut, you know? So it's like that combined with the fact now that like, I don't need you to believe in me. I don't need you to see what I see for me to go ahead and pursue what I want to do. That's the most important thing that it taught me because now I feel like knowing the work ethic I have, knowing the passion I have, like all I really have to do is decide where I want to direct that energy. After that, it's really up. Right, right. That's it because once you can put the same amount of time and energy that you just put into basketball and you go put it into all the other things that you're trying to accomplish that you know you will be, you know, given back what you deserve. It, it's much more rewarding. The, the thing I want to say though is like, you know, we can put in a lot of work and do a lot of things and you can be in any field you want to be in. And it doesn't always like, yes, you put the work in and you probably think mentally like, I do deserve this because I gave it all that. But that's when like the whole cliche life is not fair thing comes into play because there's a million people in the world, billions that do enough good and do enough of the right stuff and deserve a certain outcome and still don't get it. Yeah. And I think I fall victim to that. Like, you know, yeah. I, and, and you do as well. Like, like there's, there's plenty of people. And I'm saying that for us in the basketball world, like you put all that work in and you would think that like you have more than your 10,000 hours in that damn gym. Like, yeah. but you still never got your tuition paid for. You never got a scholarship. You never got minutes. You probably didn't score points. Like our laundry list, mine and yours, very parallel situations. It goes yeah. on and on and on. And so it's not to say like, you know, you didn't deserve it or you don't deserve it. However, like I always look at these as like a signal from whatever the universe telling me like, yeah. Dude, like if you just use that same time, energy, resources and like intensity at yeah. something else, maybe you will get back what you thought you deserved in the basketball world in another right. degree. Like and so I always just try to hold on tight to that because like I I'm a, I wholeheartedly believe that. Like Yeah. You know, you can put enough good out in the world and you will get good back, but right. it just it might not be in the exact area you thought it would be. Like yeah. I just use my brother as an example like 
he loved basketball just as much as I did, but his career got cut short right after high school. Like he mm-hmm. got, his love got stripped immediately after his senior year where he chalked it up and didn't even try to play at a division three school or anything. And yeah. he had to figure out a way to transform that energy, time, intensity throughout his adolescence, you know, zero to 18 playing basketball into something into his early adult life. Right. And now it's comedy, it's music, it's, you know, content creation, like he's doing all and and it's just better. Like he's going to put just as much into that and get way more out of it. Yeah. Why it works that way. But, you know, for some people, it just does. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. I think it's just a good like that's like the one positive. Well, there's a couple of positives, but that's like a big positive of this whole situation is like you go through shit. There's no way to get out of it. You're seeking validation from all these other people because you don't know what else to do. You're also young. You're immature. You're inexperienced. You haven't right. seen the world and controllables. You were saying like a lot of the stuff that happened to you was so out of your control. Yeah. You couldn't do anything about it. Like you were just like would literally go in there every day and it would be like, oh, I can't do anything. Like I'm not allowed to get on the court. I'm not allowed to learn the plays. I'm not allowed to have someone rebound me or work me out or coach me. Like I think that to to sum it up is that when you experience all those different things in different magnitudes, like, but kind of all at once, I think it does give you, and I don't want to, you know, put a sliding scale on people having a better perspective or a worse perspective, but I do think it gives you a broader perspective on like how to see the world, how to view people, and then ultimately how you go on about your life to treat people. And I, I, would you agree with that? Absolutely. And it's like, I think you hit it right on the nail because before I kind of thought that my passions, like I have to, my outcome has to kind of match what my passions are at the moment. Like if my passion is to be an outstanding basketball player and do this and that, then like the outcome of the work that I'm putting in, I should be seeing like way more playing time or like opportunities in practice and stuff. But like it's become abundantly clear, like abundantly clear to me now that sometimes your passions are just used to like direct you to where you're actually supposed to be at. Like you're not in the wrong place. I don't regret being on the team. I don't regret the last three years at all. And it's because I know that without all the things that I've learned, like I had to go through that in order to be where I'm at now. Like it was it was necessary, you know, and it's like I feel like sometimes. I feel like people want to get discouraged because they're like, man, like that was wasted time. Like, I, I don't believe anything's wasted. Like it was really just to lead me towards where I can start putting this, this effort now and like this passion now. Um, and I would not have stumbled upon any of it if I hadn't first gone through this experience, you know? I think that's the best thing is like not eating shit. Eating shit is not the best thing. The best thing that comes out of eating all that shit is just like, I, I want to say the the gratitude and like the appreciation you have for the time you spent eating shit. Like, cause in the moment it was not fun. It was not easy. It was not enjoyable. It was not good for our mental health, whatever, like none of it. But because you powered through, you came out on the other side, standing on your two feet and middle fingers up, like, you know, (laughs) you came out, you, you didn't die. You didn't, you know, have any catastrophic things happen to you. Um, And it, it, it just, it makes it because it's over. So now it's like, okay, I can look back on that. And I remember how I felt and I know that I'll never, you know, willingly put myself in a position that could be any resemblance of that. Um, but I think it's a big thing to, you know, always 
look back and like have that appreciation because had you not gone through that, there's a million things that you currently feel, currently think, and currently do that probably would be completely different had you not been exposed to some of these things. And that's a weird, right. like, I don't know, it's a weird psychological thing to get behind on like, yeah, you got to eat shit. And you got to be treated like shit to view the world in a good way. Like, yeah, not necessarily, but it does really help you kind of come out on the other side when you have those really poor experiences. And so that's like a big, big positive that obviously you've taken from it. I've taken from it. Plenty of people that aren't even walk-ons that have had shitty experiences because they have a shitty boss that bullies them and tries to embarrass them at every moment they can. They, they figure it out. How do I, how do I overcome this? Um, so let's on that note, um, like where you're at now, we're talking about energy, passion, doing things you love to do. Like is basketball maybe done? Is there another Avenue you're trying to take? I know you have your really cool, uh, Instagram account, get Mactive, uh, which I want you to talk all about so that the listeners can hear about it. But what, where is your energy and your passion being given to right now? Well, right now I'm pretty much directing all my energy uh, into getting active and like growing that. Start off with what it is. Tell, tell everybody what it is. That would be a great way to start out. So like get active is pretty much, it's a platform on Instagram. Um, a little bit of it is on Twitter. I'm still trying to get Twitter uh, up and running, but most of it is on Instagram. Um, and like it's designed to connect like college students to mindfulness. So using mindfulness and fitness and blending it together in a way that like allows you to move through life more empowered um, and more in tune with yourself. Cause I feel like what happens when, and I, you know, obviously being a D1 athlete, you would have thought I'd recognize this sooner. Never did. I didn't realize it until after I put a ball down uh, coincidentally, but um, when you work out, it's like, you can't ever, run from how your body's feeling like your body's going to talk to you and let you know what your body's feeling in that moment when you're working out you can't ignore it you can you can try if you want to but it's always going to let you know how it's feeling and it's like this awareness like once you become aware of that then you can decide hey like do i want to keep going do i want to push through this do i need to rest do i need to stop completely is this causing me pain and like that same concept it applies to life as well. Like the more aware you are of your situations and how you're feeling and like how you're really responding to certain things, that's when you can really take your awareness. And once you're conscious of those things, make the best decisions possible for yourself. But if I, if I don't even know how I'm feeling about certain things or like how I'm really like kind of wired to think about things in my own way, um, my own habits and perspectives, then I can't expect myself to make decisions that make sense for me because it's like, I don't know myself. So I feel like fitness is the easiest way for people to get their foot in the door of kind of like mindfulness and awareness and like that well-being space. And just really all it is, is just getting to know yourself and accepting the fact that any questions you have, the answers are in yourself. You just have to sit with them for a little bit and sort through yourself for a little while. Like the answers are all there in you. Yeah. So that's kind of like what, you know, get active is we have like a newsletter, you know, which is really just me sending out like a thought spill every week with a workout. Um, we're working with some companies right now to try to like pitch some ideas to get things bundled up for college students. 
um, so that we can, you know, kind of grow together in that space. But that's where most of my efforts are with basketball. I still, you know, hoop on the side for leisure, you know, Mm -hmm. when my knees, when my knees can handle it. At this point, I don't believe um, there's anything left for me in terms of college hoops. I'm staying here for for the rest of my college career, so uh, I don't really see myself returning to the team. Right, so right. I, I think that's it for college hoops, um, maybe just for hoops in general. But yeah, that's that's pretty much where we're at. I'm a big, big Headspace um, user. I have been since I became a walk-on. It was like the main thing that got me through it. So yeah. uh, shout out Headspace. You get a free fucking free endorsement. Nobody's paying me to say that. Um, wow. <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, but no, I, I think it's super cool because that direction that you're kind of trying to take that in super similar to like the same idea of what I'm doing with the podcast, obviously different concepts, but like same idea in the growing phases of how can you partner with people? How can you make this bigger? How can you get it into the masses? Because I think that's a really cool idea. And I mean, obviously at this stage in the game, like everything in the media world is super saturated. There's so many people just doing very similar things like yeah there's 950,000 podcasts in the world there's you know a million instagram fitness instructors or whatever you want to call them like so yeah. it's always about like how can we separate ourselves um and find and grab that little niche uh yeah. following but i'll be happy to you know put get active in the bio um and all over the twitters when when we post this because I think it's great. And I, I watch every video. I'm like, I mean, I work out all the time, like, and I've saw you start doing like the, the mindfulness thing. And I didn't really put the pieces together. That, that was the concept and the goal, but I was like the, the couple of videos that I saw doing it, I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Like, I hope there's more of those on the way. So I hope, you know, a bunch of more people will see it, find it, and you continue to grow it. You're going to have to teach me how to make a newsletter too, because I got no idea how to do that. And I got you. I got you. It was to... a le- steep learning curve for me, but I got yeah. you. Yeah, we need to we need to build the Get active community and the Walkie Talkies community because Absolutely. a lot of good things coming out of both of them. Um, well, I want to wrap it up there. I want to say that I'm... Um, very grateful for you coming on the show i'm really sorry that you had to experience a lot of that traumatic shit but i mean you're a beautiful person inside and out and you have a ton of cool shit going on and uh it was really cool to like match up our two journeys uh very similar unfortunately they had to be on the dark side uh but i think that we're both you know coming out on the strong side so uh really cool getting to talk to you i know that we have had some history talking about this blah 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 and right. so it was a lot smoother this time. Um, I was also a rookie for everybody wondering the last time Mac and I recorded a pod. That's why we're kind of redoing this. But um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, uh, you know, best of luck to you and keep in touch. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Yo. Great talk. Yeah. Hell yeah. This was fire. This was way better than the first one. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, the first one I was asking you shit like... Yeah, what do you do to get juiced up on the bench? Like, <laughs> fucking care? Like, you fuck, you were fake. That juice was fake. <laughs> Yo, I'm so glad you shine light on like the mental piece. Mm-hmm. That's so necessary. Okay, that's a wrap. What a great conversation. Uh, really enjoyed it. Shout out to Mac for coming on and opening up about her journey. It's it's not easy being honest like that, but there really is no sense of hiding from the pain. And you know, Mac's journey was what it was. 
and pretty much every reason as to why it was that way was out of her control but you know she stood tall and it's the stories like hers and the strength and perseverance like hers that make this show great you know i also do want to just say shame on that coaching staff for treating her like that and shame on any other staffs out there who have treated players like that as well or think it's okay to treat their players like that karma always comes back around in some capacity because you simply cannot get away with treating people like that so i'll leave that at that but anyway for mac to see her making these big strides now as an entrepreneur and creative content maker trying to help future college athletes as well as working on finishing her degree in physical therapy is exactly what comes out of being a walk-on and it's to me what makes this show so special when you actually listen to the episodes in their entirety Anyway, that work ethic never leaves us walk-ons. You know, we just learn how to apply that same energy and passion that we grew up with for basketball or whatever our sport is and put it into other things. So be sure to check out her Get Active page on Instagram for some helpful tips and guidance on mindfulness and fitness. I will leave the page tag in the episode description below. And be sure to leave the show a review if you enjoyed this episode and share it, pass it along with others who you also think may enjoy this episode. And please make sure you are subscribed to Walkie Talkie's podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And stay tuned for next week's episode to hear a little bit more about your host, me, myself, and I, and my own walk-on journey. Thank you all for listening and see you all next week. And remember... Couple so cute! Walkie Talkies podcast has been a presentation of iHeartRadio and the College Athletes Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.